FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dumbs and Music Station F104, Louise Ty here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by travel blogger Tara Povey. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. So tell me a little bit about your blog. Well, I started my blog about five years ago and I was just, I'd left my job as a pharmacist and I thought, I'll just go traveling. I don't know what I want to do in my life. So I started Mm. a blog, literally just for my friends and family to follow what I was up to and where I was, know that I was still alive. And (laughs) yeah, just documented all my adventures on there. And then people started reading it. And I guess it's just grown from there. It's great though, because people want to see all these you know, far-flung places, really, don't they? Even from their yeah. own living room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like you get all the behind-the-scenes info and that I think from blogs you get more like the honest truth of traveling yeah. instead of just like the glamorous side. This is it. And that's why we have you because with it being 2020, I can't believe it already, that I know. a lot of people consider traveling or maybe booking holidays and things like that. So, what would you? What would be your, your suggestions for people who are kind of thinking about doing it? Oh, well, yeah, go traveling definitely, hundred yeah. percent. But I mean, if you're looking at the sales at the moment, I think my uh, top tip would be to like have a set budget and to not get carried mm-hmm. away with all the offers and wrapped up because it's very easy to do. That's the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I I keep on like, oh, I I want to go here. I'll check the prices for that, and then you see like, oh, a cruise to the Bahamas <laughs> or you know, all inclusive, wherever. But you have to kind of have what you want in mind because you could just be at it for days like you don't know what you're looking for. See, that's the thing. That's what I would do because everybody, I think, or most people, maybe not everybody, most people have a list of places they kind of want to tick off throughout their life. Yeah, yeah, so when, I definitely do anyway. Yeah, so when you go onto these kind of sale websites, you do kind of go, oh yeah, amazing. But you do, I suppose, if you're trying to do it and you're working and you're trying to do it on a budget. Exactly. What would be your first tips for people if they were wanting to do this um so there's a few different tips that usually work so mm. if you can flying on a tuesday and a wednesday midweek is normally cheaper than booking flights on the weekend okay so it's always good to look on those days um and then there's the old tip of making sure that you're you've cleared your browser cookies and you search in a like an incognito tab so that because sometimes if you've visited a website a few times like they'll know that you've looked at that and then they'll increase the price the next time you look back at it because they know you're interested really so yeah so if you clear your cookies before you go to book or you book in an incognito tab it shouldn't that shouldn't happen because they don't have your data from your previous search so I've had that before with like even just adding on additional luggage to like a Ryanair flight. Mm. If I look at it in one browser, it tells me one price and then I'm like, I'll check on an incognito tab and it's like 10 euro cheaper. So (laughs) it's always worth checking that. Yeah. For such a simple thing to do. The other thing then, like obviously unless you have to book during like school holidays and peak season, try and avoid those. Yeah. Obviously, that's not e- like easy to do for everyone. If you have children, then you're going to have to book during school holidays. But mm. if you don't have anything like that, then definitely avoid those. Like my sister has no kids and she had two weeks booked during July. I was like, why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. The prices yeah. are going to be so They're, they're going to feed like, off of that, really, aren't they? Yeah, because they they just assume that people traveling that's peak season and mm. they always raise the prices for those months like june july august yeah um or school holidays like and also check that it's not a national holiday in the country that you're visiting so like obviously if you go 
and book flights to America around 4th of July, it's always going to be more expensive. Yeah. So you've got to think about those kind of things as well. And is there any countries you'd recommend to people who are kind of open to going anywhere, really? Um, I, this question's so hard because I love so many places. Yeah. Um, I love Sri Lanka. It's an Ooh. incredible country. It's like, um, it's great for people who maybe want to visit somewhere like India, but they're not sure, you know, they're a bit, you know, hesitant about it because it's yeah. so big and overwhelming. Whereas Sri Lanka is like a very similar culture, but it's a lot more laid back, a lot easier to travel around. Um, and it's like a small island, so you can see a lot. They've, they've got great beaches. They've got lots of culture. The food is incredible. It's just, yeah, I love it. And is it expensive to go to? The flights are probably the most expensive part. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably, you could probably get them for about 500 euro return if you got a good deal, but they could go up to like 700 Okay. Depends on when you book. Um, but the accommodation once you're there and the food and everything like that is cheap. It's sort of like like when you go to Thailand, the yeah. flight's the most expensive part and then everything else is really affordable when you're there. Yeah. And would you yeah, recommend exactly. people who are maybe going traveling to book accommodation before they go? Because I have a lot of friends who book a flight and then just go. <laughs> and then they're hoping to just do it when they get there. Is that kind of risky? Like, would you recommend they do it before they go? At least one pl- I- one part of it. I think it depends on the kind of person that you are. Like, I'm not an anxious traveler. So for me, like, I could get there and I don't mind. I know there'll always be something available on the night. You just will end up paying more for it if the demand is high, you know, if you book last minute. But if you're an anxious traveler, then I don't think it's worth doing it to yourself because you're just going to feel anxious every night because you're not sure where you're going to stay. Like, and it's... Yeah, about deciding whether you want the flexibility or whether you want to feel safe and stable. Yeah, you see, I suppose, because I don't travel a whole lot, I'd kind of go on holidays, kind of do two weeks in places. So I suppose if I was doing it, I would probably want something, at least at the start, booked. So I kind of go, well, I'll get off my flight and I'll go to such and such a place rather than kind of going, oh my God, (laughs) in a brand new place. Yeah. I think that's that's the the right way to look at that. I definitely want to have, like, at least the first night booked so that I'm not straight off a flight and then have to think about trying to book somewhere. Like, I have done it, but it's easier, like you said, to have the first night booked and then you can do the proper re- research yeah, afterwards. figure out where you are and your location and where's yeah. better and things like that. Or where you want to go next. Like, that, it's it's good to do it that way if you're on more of a long holiday. Like, you know, if you're doing, like, a month somewhere and you don't yeah. know where you want to end up and you might meet someone in, like, your hotel or hostel and they recommend somewhere and and you have that flexibility. But if, if you're only going somewhere for a week and you have like set spots that you want to hit, then it's definitely better to book in advance, I think. And and when you travel, do you go to hostels or would you kind of get in a hotel or something like that or an Airbnb or? Um, it kind of depends. Like uh, I used to do a lot of hostels when yeah. I was traveling around like South America and Asia and that kind of thing because you meet people and yeah. um, it can be like a really fun way of getting to know the local area because the staff will tell you where to go and that kind of it's a lot more social than when you stay in like a hotel yeah um but now like I I probably stay in hotels and Airbnbs a lot more um I did stay in a hostel a private room in a hostel in San Francisco this year because it's 
such an expensive city that yeah, it, was it was the cheaper way to just, do it yeah the cheaper way to do it um and you can get private rooms and hostels that are really nice it's like being in a hotel but you still have like the hostel vibe and social atmosphere so that's a really nice way to do things as well yeah and is there any countries that you suggest not looking at the hostels i mean there's definitely some countries where the hostels can be a, a bit more risky or not as cleanly like yeah. uh, I, I definitely had a few ropey ones in Brazil before that a lot of people would have just walked straight out of oh, wow. <laughs> but like I was on a low budget at the time yeah. and I just wanted somewhere to sleep you know yeah I definitely shared a room with a few cockroaches before oh dear <laughs> sure listen it's all part of the the journey isn't it really yeah, that like I think I was at the time I was probably like straight out of college and had like a low budget and I just didn't care. I just wanted to like see the sights of Rio and party. So yeah, what was Rio me. like actually? Because that's somewhere that's on my list for sure. Ah, uh, I loved it. Like I had a lot of people warn me off it mm. before I went, um, but I absolutely loved it. Like um, the people were just so nice. It didn't. It didn't feel as dangerous as everyone had warned me mm. about but I think again that was because I stayed in a hostel I made friends with like the hostel staff and other travelers and we kind of went around in groups and that kind of thing so yeah. and I kind of feel like everywhere has its own areas that you need to stay away from or at least be aware of them yeah definitely like you know them yeah yeah like I I, actually, I had some crazy experience in Rio I ended up getting lost in the favela actually but right. um but it was totally fine again because I uh, was with a couple of people from the hostel and yeah. between us we spoke enough Portuguese to yeah. find our way out again. But, and yeah, did you mainly do it on uh, solo travelling? Yeah, I did a lot of solo travelling yeah. um, like when I, from college until I was probably about like maybe 26 or something. But now the last couple of years I've done more like either on trips, like press trips for my mm-hmm. blog or with my boyfriend or... You know, I do a few solo trips, I guess, but not as much as I used to yeah. when I was backpacking, you know? <laughs> yeah, because solo travelling kind of scares me a little bit. I'm always trying to wait for that friend to, to come with me, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, I yeah, I totally get that. Like, um, I was actually supposed to go to South America with a few friends from college and then they all backed out and I was mm. like, uh, I'm just going to go anyway because... <laughs> See, I wish I was I like that. Really yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> I think if you're afraid of solo travel, but you want to explore more, it's probably best to test the waters somewhere like close to home. Mm. Maybe like a solo Europe trip, you know, just book some cheap Ryanair flights and go for a few nights and see how you feel with like, you know, eating out or sightseeing by yourself. That's a good idea. Yeah, because then you don't have to, at least you're not committing to a, you know. Get a to a long, long trip. And yeah. Exactly. So uh, how can people find out more about your blog? Oh, so they can find me on social media at Where Is Tara blog on Instagram, on Twitter, or they can just check out the website. It's whereistara.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us all about that today. Not at all. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.